honest, uninhibited, and edgy conversation about that topic that men and women think about several times every day. This is Denitza After Dark, iHub Radio's sensual, frisky, and transformational forum for all things love, sex, and relationships. Live from Palm Springs, here's Denitza. Welcome back, all of you, this wonderful, beautiful evening here in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for uh, staying tuned for our second hour. And uh, we're, we're going to talk some policies that are happening here in regards to uh, sex education. And uh, it's important. It, it's, it's really important because um, sex education right now has got uh, the back loop in regards to do 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 we put more sex education in, in our school system um do we not do we let parents handle this at home do we limit what kids should learn in school should we not do that so it's it's all over the board and it varies from state to state and so um right now washington dc and and 24 four other states require sex education and out of those 24 10 require that be that it, they be medically accurate and when they when we talk about medical medically accurate we're talking about free of biases which includes um, information in regards to multiple means of contraception healthy relationships and sexual orientations but the funny thing about all of this is um, only one school or one, I'm sorry, one state is really pushing consensual. Which one's that? Um, actually, it's New Jersey. Ah, go Jersey. Great. Go Jersey. Great. <laughs> Obviously, California is not really pushing it. Which is surprising. It, it, it is really surprising. So what we're telling, um, so in a nutshell, I mean, I, I want to talk about some of these, these states and, and, you know, sexual education. But what we're telling our kids is, Let's try to teach them abstinence. Let, we're still we're still on that realm, and how how are we still on there? Well, how is that even possible? Because still you have um, certain groups who believe that children are not being intimate. Okay, and I called that the ostrich. <laughs> right. I mean, when we have television shows that are explicitly sexual, when we have cartoons that have underlying connotations of sexuality um when we have videos mm-hmm. uh, how are we not youtube youtube mm-hmm. videos instagrams how are we not going to take into account that that's gonna influence. roll over and influence our children right it, it, it's gonna happen and it's unfortunate so what's ended up happening here is we we want to uh, our United States wants to implement sexual education, but each state cannot has has their own rules and bylaws on what they choose to implement. I think this should be federally regulated across the board. Across the board, across because the board. I mean, a teenager in Chicago is going to have the same tendencies as a, a teenager in Florida and California and Washington and uh, all over the states. But based on their political party and who's running that state at that given moment is making certain bylaws. Right. Unfortunately. I, I get that. Yeah. And, and so. But they don't control the teenagers. Yeah, but they don't control the teenagers. They so, think they do. <laughs> parents think they do too. So, so let's take it to a whole new level where we still push for abstinence 
in the school system. Now we're trying to get um, special. Uh, we're trying to get sexual education where it's pro positive sexuality, but with certain restrictions. Depending well, at least on we're state. going in the right direction. We are going in the right direction, but then um, there are restrictions per state, and then we're not talking about consent. And so when you, one. so say for instance, how do we tell a young man or woman how to deal with a no answer? So if we're not teaching them about consensual, and we're not teaching them, well, when that individual that you have a crush on or that you like or that you want to be intimate says, you know what, I'm really not that interested, or I, I see you more as a friend, or I just don't see you in that light, how are we teaching our children how to cope with that type of rejection? I don't think we are. I don't think I we don't are think either. We are. Because our children are understanding are not understanding what consensual is. What can be consensual to one child may look completely different for the other. Well, she gave me mixed signals. She told all my friends that she had a crush on me, but, um, and she kissed me, so I just thought she wanted more. Mm. And she told all my friends she had a crush on me, so I think she really wanted, wanted more. And all my friends told me that, you know, she's had sex with all these other boys, so why wouldn't she want to have sex with me? Well, let me ask you, should, should we do two different classes? Should we do a social class that teaches kids how to think and interpret these social behaviors and then social or sexual i think it's, i think they're both i i think you know if if if, if, if we go social then that's then school systems are going to think that that's something that should be taught at home hmm. so you would have to incorporate that into sexual education learning and and so when we say we want to teach you consensual coping skills then then mm. that then what the school system is saying is that you're you're admitting that our adolescents are having intimacy and oh, good luck with that yeah and and most school systems do not want to admit that that they don't want to be held liable because you know it's all based on money and liability <sighs> silly lawyers <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and so do we want to does the school system want us to hold itself liable to to teaching consent is no really no or just no means sometimes maybe yes or is she just playing hard to get or is he playing hard to get and so kids are coming into puberty and coming into their their own interpretation having their own interpretations regarding sex with no skill set so when someone says no to them, they feel completely uttered rejected. Mm-hmm. They they don't understand that maybe this person just wants to be a friend to you, that it's nothing more significant th- than that. And you can still be friends. Um, it's usually all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And so how do they cope with that? And as a parent, how do you tell your child that before you kiss this girl or before you hold her hand... It, that you've got to ask her or that you've got to have somewhat of a conversation. Is this comfortable for you? May I hold your hand? And are kids really doing that? Because they're not seeing that. I mean, we, no, they're not, they're not seeing that on videos and they're not seeing that on YouTube or Instagram. They're they're seeing they meet and that's it. Right. It's like it uh, sparks fly. You're in bed. Yes. And backseat of a car. Right. Backseat of the car. (laughs) Well, no, that would be too creepy for you. It's too germy. 
it, it happens. I mean, there's a reason why the backseat of the car uh, is, is, is so well known to high school students hmm. because they're macking out in the backseat of a car. Um, and, and this is their exposure to intimacy. Okay, and then let's throw in a different loop. Let's say, okay, um, Monday, you know, little Jesse, female little Jesse has a date and tells mom, hey, mom, I have a date on Friday at the football game. It's with a football player. I'm so happy. And so little Jesse's mom's like, oh, okay, great. You know, just be safe. I love you, love you, love you. Then little Jesse comes back the following Monday and says, ah, it didn't work out with the football player. But... There's this girl who I really would love to kiss. And what do you think about that, mom? And mom's like, but I thought you just went out with the football player. And it's like, yeah, but I need to know what I like and what I don't like. And mom's like, whoa, what the heck just happened here? I thought I thought she was straight. Now she may be gay. Now she may be bisexual. And so now is it? it's not just consensual with one gender. It's <laughs> consensual uh, across the board. <laughs> And what do you say to your teenage boy or girl in regards to that? I say I'm glad I didn't have children. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's tough. That's, it's a toughie. Because it's no longer, you know, this the standard birds and bees, which my parents completely failed that. I'll let you know. And it, now you're throwing all of these monkey wrenches into. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it would parents would greatly benefit from having an educator assist with that. And do we use that educator within the school system? And is and do you run the risk of a sexual educator being biased? Yes, you do. You do run yeah, the risk. Yeah, you do, for sure. You yeah. do run the risk because you don't know um, their religious beliefs. You don't know their political beliefs. Mm-hmm. You don't know what... Um, their beliefs period period i mean it, it, you just don't you 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 hope and 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 you pray that that uh they have your child's best interest at hand but you know what if it's somebody who is very anti-gay mm-hmm. and is that child going to feel comfortable enough to say um I, i'd like to talk to you about sex and relationships and, and same sex and same sex relationships and contraceptives and and I think if you're in a very religious community that the child wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Exactly. I don't think, uh, you know, I mean, uh, if history is to prove anything, it would show that people with that kind of open openness wouldn't be hired at that school system. Right. That's sad, but true. But and, and again, the school system also has their own uh, rules and regulations and policies. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have a very strict guideline. And I think that that is why um, all the states across the United States cannot seem to get on the same page. I and, don't think they ever will. And I don't think they I ever think will they either. Will. And it's sad, but it's it's true. It's, I, I, I wish they would in Europe. They're, they are in Europe. It's actually the the sex education is actually now getting into introducing uh, you know, understandings of of L- LBG mm-hmm. community and and bringing well, they're much more, more advanced in that sense. Yes, yeah, they're yes. they're much more advanced and more it's open, right? Much more, M- open. more open, more advanced, uh, uh, more accepting. But you still have your very very 
conservative areas, you know, and I'll use my own country, Portugal, you know, very Catholic, extremely Catholic country, you know, and but um, but yet they're able to embrace the changing of the time. So, you know, it's what were they? Weren't they like number? I know they're in the top five of same sex same sex marriages. They were one of the top to approve five. It, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and then the United States wasn't. No, we were way down on that list. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it, when I, I, I truly believe here in the United States, we have a much more difficult time talking about sex than yes. than other countries that I have visited. But it wasn't always so. You it, don't think so? No, I think early on in in I mean, we I think the United States went through that Puritan stage, and then it was very open, and then all of a sudden it became very closed. It's it's like a weird dynamic. Maybe the pendulum swinged after the seventies. Yeah. After Woodstock. <laughs> Maybe they were like, back. oh, Woodstock was way out of hand. We're moving that pendulum way to the other end. <laughs> Maybe it will swing back now. I think it is swinging back now, actually. Slowly I but think, surely. Yeah, I think Slowly but surely. We're, uh, and, and I think um, the younger generation is going to force that. I think in the 60s with Woodstock and everything, it was a little too free. And and they brought they brought back too conservative, and I think now I, I have hope for the next generation to find a medium, like a happy. They're medium. gonna have their own challenges. Yeah. So many, you know, with uh, virtual reality and mm. artificial intelligence, and ooh, they're gonna have a whole new wide spectrum on sexuality. Hmm. Good luck. Yeah, I agree. gives good talk from the central to the naughty this is tantalizing conversation about humans favorite pastime iHub Radio presents Denitza After Dark so Alex yes Dr. Morris I was um, was reading a few things here in regards to Oprah Winfrey and she came out with her Oprah. Oprah Oprah I met her once you get a car you get a car and you get a car (laughs) No, Amazing! <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I thought that was weird, but okay. I get you. So <laughs> she came out with um, her sexy, sultry songs to add to your sex playlist. Okay. So what do you think these I songs are? I don't are? know if it was her or if it was just her people. I don't think she does anything herself. <laughs> <laughs> she breathes. <laughs> she breathes by herself and that's about it. <laughs> um, I, I saw the list. That you sent me, I I don't know most of them. I, I'll be honest. I Donna Summer, I do know. I actually have that forty-five. I do collect forty-fives, yes. Um, and that's really pretty much the only one. Well, you know, I I gotta tell oh, you, George Michael, yeah, I know. yeah. I you know, I I, I was go- scrolling down the list too, and there was a few here that. Uh, well, why don't we read them? Okay. Um, number one. You, I'll, I'll let you say number one, which I totally disagree with. But is, was this order of the best? top the, the top 40 or was it just uh, randomly numbered i think it's an order of what they pick and i don't know okay so to me this is definitely not an oprah list but go on i mean that's what it's had. like you said uh, oprah doesn't do anything <laughs> nothing gonna hurt you baby by cigarettes after sex i don't even know the band 
Okay, and so Donna Summer was Love to Love You Baby. I know that song. Yes, I mean, who okay. doesn't know that? Then, you know, of course, you've got your Justin Timberlake, Set yes. the Mood. Yeah. And you've got Dua Lipa, Hotter Than Hell. I like that song. Yeah. Um, George Michael's I Want Your Sex. Yeah. No, uh, no secrecy there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Genuine Pony, uh, Adore by Cashmere and Andre, uh, Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. Feeling Myself by Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. Um, Starving by Haley Steinfeld. Um, Earn it, Earned It by The Weeknd. Love The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. Signs of the Times, Harry Styles. Um, doing It by LL Cool J. But, okay, I, as I go down this list, I am not getting that whole sultry yeah. feeling. Like, where's my Marvin Gaye? Let's get it on. Well, you know, where, know. Where, where where's that? Where's my Teddy Pendergrass? Or maybe I'm just showing my age. <laughs> um, where's my... Um, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, who, mm, Marvin Gaye. I mean, they have, there's Usher, nice and slow, you know. Rump Shaker made this list. Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. You know, I'm just, I'm just, um, not feeling it. Not, not feeling it. I, I'm looking for that whole sultry thing. Who, who's that one singer? Oh God, he was a big guy, very deep voice. Barry White. Oh, Barry White. Barry, oh, oh, Barry right? White. Right? Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. Barry White. Sexy. Barry White was sexy. I Teddy think that's Pentecost. my number one. What's your number one? My number one is definitely Barry White. Uh, my my number one has got to be, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, I have Gaye. a soft spot. You keep, you keep mentioning Marvin Gaye. I love Marvin Gaye. I mean, who doesn't know the song Let's Get It On? I mean, that's sexy beyond sexy. Yeah. Then, you, then you've got Teddy Pendergrass and you've got, uh, okay, think of some women. I think Beyonce has killed it in some of the romance. I, I think the number one is definitely Donna Summer. All her really? Sh- yeah, Donna Summer is her voice. No matter what she sang, it was just sexy. Very retro. <laughs> You're very retro. <laughs> Roberta Flack. Roberta Flack? Okay, yeah. I got, I got killing, Roberta Killing Flack. me softly. I mean, that's... Oh, my God. While having sex, you're <laughs> killing me softly? Are you flipping kidding me, Alexandra? Wow. No ego booster there. What the heck? Killing me softly. I think That's what I want to be listening to. Just the music, not the words. Wow. Right, not stop. the words, just the music. I'm going to stop talking now. Wow. You go ahead. Okay, so killing me softly. <laughs> Wow. Okay. That wasn't my top hundred. That wasn't on my top hundred list. But what the heck? Um, You're just bad. No, I'm. I'm. I'm just keeping it real here. I just okay. didn't think of her like that. What okay. about what, any any Spanish songs? Are they all American songs? I mean. Oh my God! No, you got some hot, passionate music in yeah. in Spanish or like Latin bass, Latin bass. I mean. You like that whole Gloria Stefan. Oh, Gloria, yes. Gloria's cool. Gloria's cool. So, I mean, Gloria, Gloria had some really cool. hot hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Linda Ronstadt had mm-hmm. some amazing hits. Yeah. Um, I'm really, again, I, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm part of the, the Beyonce club, you know? Really? Yeah, Bee Queen. I love that. She, she's, I mean, I like her, but I don't find her. She's sultry, and I think she's sexy. And I, I think, like, when you're laying in bed. I think bed, Rihanna's a little bit more sexy than who? Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Rihanna's hot. But I'm thinking when you're laying in bed and you're having sex with your significant Do you other, recommend having music on? 
Yes. Really? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I I don't know. I'm asking you. Do you You're have the sex expert. With music on? I'm not gonna answer oh you. Oh my <laughs> god. You. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what's that song with Barbara Bertrand again? Killing me softly. I was just. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We know what you're listening to. <laughs> I just wanted to is know that, if you recommend it. No, I, 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 oh my God. Glass of wine, some chocolate. You're in, I know you thought you said it was messy and <laughs> get the sheets all dirty, but <laughs> play some music on, start taking off each other's clothes. What's not to love? That's sensual, sexual, booyah. That's a booyah moment. Boo yow. Boo yow, you got some, ooh, some deep background music. You know, Barry White in the background. Yeah, Barry White's cool. Mm. What's that Barry White song we like so much? What, what is that? What's um, a Barry White song that's really popular? Everybody knows it. I'll have to look it up during the break. Okay. Hmm. Getting your erotic on. Frank conversation that is 100% sex positive with Dr. Denitza Borges. She has no hangups, so feel free to jump in and get frisky. Call 760-544-8255. That's 760-544-TALK. It's your kind of party line on iHub Radio's Denitza After Dark. You can also text the show 760-699-0202. That's 760-699-0202 for texting. Now, here's Denitza. So, Alex, I looked up your, your song by Barry White, and it's Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe. See, I, I'm in agreement with that. Okay, thank Not you. Not Killing Me Softly. We Do you see the difference? One thing. Do you see the difference? It was the... Killing Me Softly <laughs> versus I Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe. Hmm, I wonder. So... <laughs> just wanted to clarify that with you thank you so have you uh made your new year's resolution list since we're only like two and a half weeks out no i have not should i be i think everybody should have their new year's resolution 2020 lists for all sexual resolutions i think it's really important so it should be all sexual (laughs) not i need to wash my car more often Need to wash your car more often. No, God, be still my heart. Wow. No, I'm going to go to church more. Okay. I'm going to take my clothes to the cleaners. Yeah. No, 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 no. The So, no, I have a few clients who came in and saw me this week. And we, we did this New Year's resolution list of top 10 things they're going to implement in their life in 2020 that they didn't do that I think would increase their um, their sex life and would make them either better lovers, better receivers, better givers, and and, and promote their, uh, um, their sex life. Okay. So one was, and, and this is about taking initiative in, in your own sex life. Like, Ask for what you want. So if you like oral sex, then I'm hoping that some of my clients wrote that down on their list. I would like to have more oral sex in 2020. You just blur it out like that to your partner. Say, hey, by the way, BT dubs. BT dubs, I'd like more oral sex in 2020. Thank you very much. (laughs) You would like more warm cooked meals? I would like more (laughs) oral sex. It's a win-win situation. Just like that. Just like that. Why not? Why not? 
if you've been with this individual, you should feel comfortable. If you're being intimate and you've seen them nakey bakey, then you should definitely you know, be able to tell them, you know, I'd, I'd like to have more oral sex. He should be able to tell you, hey, you know what? I'd really like another, you know, I'd really like more blowjobs. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you say blowjobs? Can we move on to the oh, next one? Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's like a masturbation word again. So, what's another one? Read, maybe read more erotica. Watch more porn together. Really? Yeah. I find a difference between reading erotica and watching porn. You see a difference in that? Yeah. Okay, what's the difference that you see? I don't know. I, I, I mean, erotica, I guess, is it's up to interpretation. Porn is not. Porn is porn. I, mean, there's, I don't know. Maybe watch, instead of porn, maybe watch more romantic movies? <laughs> You're killing me softly. <laughs> you are so freaking killing me softly. Watch my romantic movies. You're killing me softly. Okay, just thought I'd let you know that. Um, what would you consider a romantic movie? I don't know. Uh, the Notebook. I'm dead. <laughs> I am so dead. I thought you were going to say like Debbie does Dallas or something like that. But no, I think, okay, there's... There's a time and a place for a romantic okay. movie. I get it. Okay. You know, maybe during the day at four o'clock while, no, like it's romantic. It's nice. Okay. I get it. But maybe to spice up your love life right before you go to bed, you, you watch maybe a little porn or you read a little bit of a erotic novel. It's super hot. Maybe you read to each other. No, I like that. Every night, he reads a chapter to you. She reads a chapter to you. You go back and forth. Or maybe you leave a little note. Like, what do you think about this? A little mm-hmm. note on the bed the following morning. Kind of get those juices. Like, I would really like to try that. I like I like what we read last is, night. Is that a good way to communicate your likes and dislikes? To say, you know, what we read last night. Let's try it. Instead of, blow, like, Blurring it all out. Well, I don't think in an erotic novel it says we should do oral sex every day for 360 <laughs> days a year, a year. But I think you should be, <laughs> as a couple, mature enough to say, hey, you know, I'd really like a little bit more of that. Okay. It, it's really important. So, okay, so read a, an erotic novel. You know, maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe uh, upping the foreplay. That it's just not quickies all the time or that it's not just trying to rush it through it because you've got kids and school and homework and other responsibilities and you're exhausted and tired maybe you actually set a date night maybe you have a sex night hmm. if you can schedule your I'm really big on this if you can schedule a dentist appointment if you can schedule a, a doctor's exam then you should be able to schedule intimacy in your marriage in your relationship it's a must because life gets busy. Well, yeah, you schedule a dentist appointment as preventative. So, If you don't have sex, I'm going to tell you it is preventative measures to have sex so you save your marriage. Yeah. Because you do not want to be in a sexless marriage. It is really, really bad for both, for both people. It's not a marriage. It, it becomes, right, it becomes not a marriage and it becomes um, an arrangement. resentment mm. and an arrangement and animosity sets in and you have outsiders being extremely tempting. You have, you have to work on a marriage. You have to work on your sex life. It is adamant. It is important. We are 
animalistic and we need to make sure that we have that sexual need taken care of. And that doesn't always happen that way. Okay, so how about I suggested this. I have a client who is ultra conservative and I said, I think you should buy more lingerie in 2020. Mm -hmm. I think you should buy yourself some really cute chonies and panties chonies and a bra and wear it around the house and feel sexy because part of 2020 should be the year of sexiness 2020 is the year of sexiness should be the year of sexiness okay sexiness that you bring out in yourself if you want to feel better about yourself it's not just about going to the gym it's about how you're actually feeling inside Physically, you can go out there and you can kill it at the gym and have the most amazing physique. But if you feel ugly and empty inside and you are not being sexually satisfied, it is it's going to do some psychological and emotional damage to you. So the year of sexiness, going out and buying yourself a good month's worth of new underwear and bras. Start the year off right. Get rid of all those holy bras, holy chonies that are not sexy, that are three times way too big for you. Granny panties. Granny panties, get rid of this. Okay, there is nothing sexy about wearing sweatpants to bed. No. No. There isn't. No. No. I agree with you. Get a silk robe, some fluffy slippers, some lingerie, a cute thong, uh, maybe crotchless panties. Really? (laughs) Okay, my producer just rolled her eyes at me like I I just said a foreign word. didn't say anything. Crotchless panties, Alexandra. Thank you very much. I didn't say anything. They do sell them. So why not? Why not do that? Why not indeed? Step out of your comfort zone and do something really sexy for yourself. Start incorporating it into your everyday life. Hmm. Start implementing it. Make it part of your day. Make it a part of your everyday life. Sex is extremely healthy. People who have more sex have a, a longer lifespan. People who are in relationships that are very committed have a longer lifespan. You want to continuously do things that are making you healthy. And sex is a major factor. Mm. Not only for your psyche, but for your physical. Let's do another New Year's resolution. Am I giving you any hints? You have one. I do. Oh, please. Do please tell one. all. I mean, it's not mine, but I may make it mine. Um, it's um, and, and, and it's happening because of the show. It's becoming more um, sexually educated. Excellent. Yes, I agree. To inform ourselves, read more books. Mm-hmm. My God, there's plenty of books about sex. Yes. Listen to more shows like this. Listen to more shows like this. Yes. Become aware. Have those uncomfortable discussions. Mm. Become in, become educated. Become an adult about sexuality. Right. Become an adult. <laughs> like you can say masturbation, Alexandra. <laughs> and you can say vaginal penetration. And you can say, I really want oral sex tonight. And you can say, eh, not really feeling it. I'm going to fall asleep and I'm tired, but I'll make up for it tomorrow morning. It should be implemented have a sex night i don't even care okay i don't even care what that may mean to you as a couple but do something sexual maybe a sex night for you and your other half is opening up a glass of wine and just talking about sex maybe it's you having sex that night and you're actually going to implement sex talk and Mm -hmm. talking dirty during your lovemaking yeah it was uh (laughs) sweet 
Maybe it's you're getting up, roaming around the house naked, and your partner's like, wow, you don't do that very often. You look hot. Maybe it's watching a porn. Maybe it's having sex in the garage, in the backseat of your car, because it's different. Just don't turn the car on. Oh, Lordy. It's dangerous. Yes, don't turn the car on. But these are all factors that you have to incorporate. Maybe it's something you and your partner have always wanted to do. You're informing yourself on on swingers clubs. Uh, Maybe you wanted to take that dominatrix class. Maybe you wanted... Well, that's part of the education, right? Right, right. Maybe, okay, I I would love to do this. Maybe go to a strip joint with your partner Hmm. and do something different. That would be really interesting. I think that that would be funny as heck. Why? Because it's you're experiencing it together. Hmm. That's true. And, there's, and you could always, and, and I find it that you could always incorporate humor into your sex life. I think that's a major component in, in, in your sex life. I think humor, uh, uh, again, another resolution for one of my clients was incorporating humor. Don't take, take everything so personally. Just you're going to be fine. Hmm. It's okay to laugh at the nuances when sex isn't so great. Okay. Or when you can't, you know, maybe he he doesn't have an erection or maybe she's not wet enough that you can sit back and discuss it without feeling rejected. It's huge. Your perception on sexuality should be huge. Any other more of your possible resolutions? You got something for me, Alex? I mean, I mean this is something that I'm reading that other people are doing, getting private instructions. Yes. They really are. Um, uh, many couples are going out. Um, there, there's some Tantra experts in San Diego and San Francisco and New York. And they're introducing couples on how to uh, have enjoyable sex. There's OM, which is amazing. It's OM. They have mm-hmm. OM clinics. They have Tantra clinics. They have uh, sexual retreats. Mm-hmm. Incorporate that into your life. Give yourself some self-care, especially in the sex department. more than pillow talk and we go way beyond the big o radio that will bring you to the edge and over denitza after dark on ihub radio here's dr denitza borges so you know we we have a very pro sexual show here but i also i also understand that uh you know we we make light of of sex and we talk about toys and we talk about songs and we talk about different positions but I also know that with sex comes um, some sexual dysfunction yeah and so I kind of wanted to touch base on that and not leave us in a um, on a bad note or a sad note but an informative note that um, 
every day people are struggling with sexual some type of sexual dysfunction and some of the causes of these sexual dysfunctions really range from from stress to alcohol consumption to drug use to tobacco to relationship factors and um, let's take the relationship factor if you are in a relationship where your needs are not getting met sexually or you're being told it's not good enough or you're not maintaining an erection long enough or uh, for a female that it that it's very hard to penetrate because it's so painful um, I'm really big on seeking help whether it's from a medical profession whether it's a therapist because that area in our lives is so detrimental to relationships. It's important that we try to find solutions to these situations. For instance, stress. You will find that when men and women are extremely stressed out, their need for intimacy is really reduced. Mm. Uh, They're tired, they're exhausted, Uh, They may go into a a somewhat of a depression and it becomes a very, very dark place for them. And so sex isn't put on a priority list, which it should be, because you want all those endorphins. You want all those good hormones kicking in. Mm -hmm. But when you're not feeling good and you're stressed and maybe you're having some dependency on drugs or, or alcohol because you're numbing instead of trying to figure out the cause and the factor it's going to affect your sex life and so what I find in my practice is that when when certain couples come to me and who are not connecting who are not having sex um, it can stem from yes medical conditions but I find that most of my couples are so stressed out from everyday living, there's so much put on their plate that they're not making time for sex. And the more that you don't make time for sex, the harder it will be to jump back on that horse to get sexual to get sex back on the table. And it's detrimental for you as a couple to be able to say, I really need this and I know you're hurting and I know you're stressed out, but we need to resolve this, whether it's counseling, whether it's medical attention, whether it's an intervention, maybe you're speaking to your local priest or preacher. It is imperative because if couples think that they can solve their sexual dysfunctionness within their relationship, it's really hard to get that other person to try to give you the solution because it's it won't exist. So you can't. You're saying that you can't resolve your own intimacy issues. I think it takes. A, I think it takes a professional. Really. I think it takes a professional, and I'm not saying it's only a therapist. I'm saying it could be um, a health professional. It could be a tantra person. It could be uh, a counselor for OM. It could be a sexual retreat. It could be anything you need it to be. We all look at sex differently. It's all based on perception. We all come with our own baggaging when we enter new relationships and we all come with our DNA of how we learned about intimacy and love and sex and closeness. And we need to figure out what's the best way we can learn 
on how to move past. Yes, in relationships, you're going to have your highs and lows. You're going to have times where you guys are just at it like rabbits. I mean, <laughs> it's just wonderful. It's great. It, it doesn't get any better. And then there's going to be times where you're like, oh, my God, I don't think we've even touched each other for like a month or, oh, my gosh, weeks. And no one's discussing it and no one's saying anything. And now it's been three days to a week to two weeks to now a month. And now we're going on six months and we're like, wow, where did time get away from us? And the more that you let time get away from you in regards to intimacy, the worse it'll be. It's kind of like making that connection. How long would you go without speaking to a family member, Alex? Say your mom. How long would it, would, would it be before you realize, oh my God, I better call my mom. I better check in with her or I better check in with my family. One or two weeks. One or two weeks. That's Kay. when I would say, oh, it's been a while. Right. It's been a while. Would you do the same thing if you were with your partner who were, you were living in the same home? No. How long would it be? How long would it be before you're like, whoa, wait a second. We, we're laying in the same bed, but we're not touching each other. Hours. Hours. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Alex. No. Wow. No. Wow. But again. It, it depends how busy life gets. You're right. The holidays does it are depend? Com- it does, does it depend it on how busy me. life is? Or does it depend on your priorities? Oh, Dr. Borges in the house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it? Does it really yeah, depend? Yeah, I think you have to prioritize. You're you right. do. You do. I don't think life, how busy life is, or I'm going to school, or I have kids, or I have a deadline. I don't think those are appropriate excuses not to be intimate with your significant other. Mm. I find that if you're intimate with your significant other, these other things that life brings you don't become such obstacles they actually become yeah yeah, they become doable Hmm. and it's easier for you because guess what when your intimacy intimacy spikes and you're feeling loved and jovial then you would definitely be performing better at a higher rate Hmm. getting things done faster so i you know next week it's going to be a very interesting topic. I'm I'm really excited about getting a younger couple in and, f- and finding out about their intimacy and finding out, discussing with them about their lack of intimacy after they had a child. And uh, I'm hoping they can come in and join us. I know okay, they have okay. a very, very busy schedule as well. And, uh, you know, discussing Ashley Graham and how she's on the cover of Vogue magazine and discussing how we need to have these really difficult conversations woman to woman on how do you have sex when you're pregnant what positions feel better which ones don't which ones should you avoid it's having sex until you're hours away from giving birth is that natural well I would hope so (laughs) oh my god it's not that painful you're going to be in labor going to hurt a heck of a lot more so i mean and and do we need woman to woman do we need to have those discussions and man to man like okay do you have sex with your wife in this position when she's pregnant do when do we feel comfortable addressing those type of topics and uh, our guests fingers crossed for next week would give us their take on it because they just went through it they have a few kids of their own and uh, they went through you know their their sex drive going up and down and you know then you you know some certain women suffer from postpartum depression and you throw that all in and wow you know you you got problems and now you have another baby and you have a mouth to feed and yeah you just gotta hope that um sex takes priority so 